I'm Trey Briggs, and this is Call Center Confidential. Hello, and welcome back to Call Center Confidential, the podcast that is a conversation about conversations. My name is Trey Briggs, president of the United States. No, actually, I'm just president of BCI. (laughs) Found at (laughs) bci-fit.com. I am excited about today's episode, so let's just jump right on into it. Today, I'm going to talk about exceptional customer service. What does exceptional customer service look like? What does it sound like? What defines it? This is kind of important to know if exceptional customer service is the goal. After all, how can a goal be accomplished without a clear finish line to define the point at which the goal has been reached? Think about that. Well, in our industry, the well-entrenched narrative is that there is no such finish line, that exceptional customer service is undefinable, and by extension, that the goal can never truly be reached. That narrative is not only sadly defeatist, (laughs) but sorely misguided. Not only is there a clearly defined finish line, but it is also easy to reach. To set this episode up a bit, it is important to consider that there are two aspects of customer service. One is the provision of the service. For example, scheduling an appointment, if you're a scheduling department, for example. Or processing payments, if you are a billing department. But this provision of the service aspect, at least in the many call centers I have worked with over the past 28 years, is pretty much a given. Management typically has it down as to how to provide the service. But the primary part of customer service is the verbal back and forth that takes place in each second of the call as the agent provides the service. This is what emotionally impacts customers or patients most. And this is what they are focused on when they call. And this is what most defines what customer service is to them. It is, in my opinion, the biggest and most misunderstood challenge facing the call center industry today, and it is what we will explore in this episode of Call Center Confidential. So, let's explore how to define what this verbal interaction part of customer service is, or what it looks like, or how to define it, what it sounds like, etc. To set this up, I'm going to highlight one of the hundreds of agents we currently work with every day, and her name is Diane. Diane is typical of our trainees in that she is literally perfect in every call she handles. There is no way to improve Diane. She has reached the ceiling of perfect service, and she maintains that standard in every call she handles. Any call center manager in the world could sit with me in front of the system that records Diane's calls and randomly pick any of her calls from any day, over and over, and the result will be the same in every call. Perfection, no matter what type of call or situation Diane encounters. Any manager would conclude, that Diane is the ultimate call center agent. 
and any would agree that getting every agent in their department to perform like Diane would be the ultimate accomplishment. So, what is it that Diane is doing? Well, the truth is that all she is doing is perfectly executing the fundamentals of customer service, defined by proper word choice and phone manners, what I also refer to as the rules of customer service, in every moment of every call she handles. That's it. She simply makes no mistakes. She offers flawless service. There is no need to discuss delighting customers, exceeding expectations, being customer-obsessed, or creating memorable moments, as I will discuss in a moment. It is just perfectly executed customer service, which does all those things, while none of those things can create perfectly executed customer service. And it requires no more mental or physical effort or time than offering poor or mediocre customer service. And the way Diane handles her calls makes patients or customers as satisfied as they could possibly be. So the question is, what does what Diane is doing look like? (laughs) How do you define it? Well, the first step in understanding that is knowing what it does not look like, as I will explain. A common approach is to look at customer service as something to add to what an agent is doing, but the proper approach is to see customer service as something that requires fixing or repair. It is not about adding things to what agents are saying and doing. Rather, it is about fixing what agents are saying and doing wrongly. Let's take an agent named Jerry, whose phone performance is unsatisfactory. His tone is too casual and lacks warmth. He sounds disinterested at times. He lacks professionalism. And the goal is to make Jerry, like Diane, the perfect call center agent. How do you do that? How do you take lesser skilled agents like Jerry, who are not only prevalent throughout our industry, but who represent our industry's greatest challenge, and make them the ideal call center agent? The standard approach is to add words and phrases, or the newest buzzword, empathy, which I discussed in episode two, to what agents like Jerry are saying and doing to make them better. But this approach is like putting whipped cream on top of a spoiled piece of pie to try to make it taste good. The pie will continue to taste spoiled no matter how much whipped cream you put on top of it. Yes, it is necessary to add a word or phrase here and there to Jerry's approach, but only to replace his wrong way of saying and doing things with the right way of saying and doing things, not simply adding stuff on top of his wrong way of saying and doing things. In other words, the only approach that can work is unspoiling the pie. You must fix what is making Jerry bad on the phone to make him good, and ultimately like Diane. And the only way to do this is to identify and then fix the specific mistakes and Jerry's approach that are occurring throughout each call he handles and that are the cause of his subpar customer service. Another way of looking at it is that you must stop losing to win. The most important thing to understand about this process is that agent customer service performance is wholly created and defined by their individual habits, 
They do the same things in their own ways, both good and bad, related to customer service in every call they handle. It is how they each do what they do. So, when Jerry's manager, for example, listens to him and is dissatisfied, what the manager hears, whether they realize it or not, is lots of highly specific, identifiable, and habitual mistakes in Jerry's approach taking place throughout his calls, the result of poor word choice and phone manners. For example, if I listened to one of Jerry's calls, I could pick out each mistake he makes that is causing his customer service issues, and I know before listening to the next one, I would find the same mistakes, and I would find the same ones in various forms in every call of his. If these mistakes are not identified and corrected, Jerry's manager will remain dissatisfied with his performance, as will customers. I will provide a small example. This is just a tiny piece of the customer service iceberg here. I recently listened to a healthcare industry call where the patient indicated midway through the call that she would like to verify if she had a secondary emergency contact on file, as she hoped. The agent said, well, we have the first contact you mentioned, but as far as the second one, I would have to add that. To which the patient responded in an agitated tone, all right, well, why don't we do that right now if that's okay with you? So what happened? Why did this patient suddenly become agitated? It was because of the agent's choice of the phrase, I would have to, meaning you are making me do something I would rather not have to do, and now because of you, I have to do it. This is an example of a seemingly innocuous word choice that made a patient angry, and now this patient will leave this conversation with a negative feeling about the organization. This is an example of how, contrary to the standard narrative, An agent's tone is expressed primarily by their word choice and phone manners, not their voice inflection. The tone created here by saying, I would have to, was a lack of caring, a lack of politeness, and a lack of eagerness to serve the patient. It was passive-aggressive in tone, and the patient felt it as such, as evidenced by her equally passive-aggressive response (laughs) when she said, if that is okay with you, (laughs) Agents who offer unsatisfactory service routinely use poor word choices like this throughout their calls, and if they are not identified and fixed, they will continue to use them and create negative experiences with those they engage with. When we encounter I have to, which is not uncommon, we instruct the agent to stop using that phrase. We explain to them that it sounds like they are saying they have to do something they would rather not have to do and we provide them with the correct way of handling the situation. And as I said, I have to is just a tiny, tiny piece of the customer service iceberg. It is essential to understand that every agent who offers unsatisfactory customer service, which is to say anything below the fundamental standard of service Diane offers, requires this level of meticulous scrutiny to fix their flaws. There are no shortcuts and there are no exceptions. The prevailing narratives in our industry today include a misguided belief that quality customer service must boldly stand out or delight customers. This well-meaning idea is the whipped cream approach. 
It does not consider the much more demanding and nuanced execution of proper word choice and phone manners exceptional customer service requires, nor does it consider the prevalence of lesser-skilled agents like Jerry. They need fixing, not flashiness, to offer quality customer service. Ideas such as creating memorable moments or delighting customers fall short as a customer satisfaction solution because they do not address and cannot fix an agent's flaws in their word choice and phone manners. These flaws will continue to routinely create negative customer experiences. I once saw a call center study in the Harvard Business Review magazine that advocated against the concept of delighting customers. It concluded customers are far more likely to punish companies for disappointing service than reward them for exceptional service. What this means is that customers expect highly competent and professional service at every moment when engaging with an agent and not getting it, typically the result of poor word choice and phone manners, is what most impacts them emotionally and it is what most turns them off from companies. In other words, the simple and straightforward goal is to retain the customer, to maintain customer loyalty, not throw them a party every time they call, which is a misguided approach that leads to losing them because it does not consider the value of, nor can it produce, highly competent and professional service at every moment, as is the expectation of customers or patients if you're in healthcare. As this HBR article also stated, the misguided idea that companies must delight their customers has become so entrenched that many are unwilling to consider any other approach. For some, the rules of proper word choice and phone manners there are 15 to 20 of them, depending on the type of call, by the way, would seem boring, unspectacular, academic, or even inconsequential. But I have studied this subject extensively, 30,000 hours and counting, <laughs> to be exact. <laughs> and it has been my experience that without question, and very clearly, what makes customers happiest is the fundamentally flawless service these rules create. This is proven to me repeatedly, routinely, and predictably as my staff and I review calls each day. These rules of behavior are based on societal norms of politeness, respect, and appreciation as conveyed through human conversational language. They are emotionally charged yet nuanced, and while most are more obvious and less subtle than I have to, each rule is essential to offering exceptional customer service. So, what does exceptional customer service look like? It is simply flawless or mistake-free service. And this is readily achievable by holding agents accountable for properly navigating the rules of customer service, defined by proper word choice and phone manners. I would like to thank you for listening to Episode 5 of Call Center Confidential, the podcast that is a conversation about conversations. Call Center Confidential is interactive, so if you would like to leave a comment or ask a question, perhaps play Stump the Expert, just go to our website at www.bci-fit.com. Look to the blue icon at the bottom right, click it, enter your question or comment. You do not have to tell us who you are, and I will address it in an upcoming episode. Thank you again, and please do not tell anyone about this podcast. It's confidential. <laughs> See you next time. 
Call Center Confidential is a production of BCI that is produced by Daniel Tucci, music by Julian Bell, mixing Bright Future Studios. Mm-hmm.